0: I'm not saying that I believe, collectively, men are bad with directions, (laughs) or that women are any better at them. (laughs) But I'm also not saying I would deny it. (laughs) And I don't speak from stereotype, because of course that would be rude. I speak from real-world experience. Mainly, I speak from a a three-and-a-half-year marriage. See, a few months ago, on a typical drive back to Owensboro from my parents' house in Louisville, I fell asleep. Thankfully, I was not the one driving. And I'm fine to admit that I'm a terrible co-pilot. Y'all take note. Terrible co-pilot. And somewhere in the allotted co-pilot nap time was the one... Turn we had to make to get off of I-64 onto Highway 60 that takes us all the way to our house in Owensboro. We have one major turn. We have one exit. And somewhere in the midst of that nap, we did not take that exit. My husband touched my shoulder to wake me up after he realized that he was seeing signs on I-64 he had never seen before. And he said, hey, I think I missed the exit for home. Can you get the GPS out? Again, I'm not saying that men are bad with directions. I'm just, well, maybe. (laughs) So with an extra hour added to our two-hour trip in several small towns and back roads later, we got home. But because we missed that one exit ramp, that one sign to Owensboro, our journey looked a little bit different than we thought it would. Sometimes in the advent And Christmas and epiphany texts of Matthew and the other Gospels. We read over things quickly because we've seen them so many times before. We easily miss a turn here or there because we can go on autopilot and doze off when we read these familiar passages. Wise men from the east came to worship the Christ child who was born as king of the Jews because they saw a star and that star in the sky rose to signal this historical and cosmic event and it rose over the city of Bethlehem. So they went to Jerusalem. And they knew it was Bethlehem because King Herod point-blank asked them, where is this king to be born? And they said, Bethlehem. But for some reason, they were standing in front of a power-hungry and violent King Herod in the town of Jerusalem. <laughs> Before they even traveled to Jerusalem, they knew that their seeking would take them to the old little town of Bethlehem. But they went to Jerusalem. Because in Jerusalem, as opposed to Bethlehem, there was one major difference that drew them away from the Christ child. Jerusalem was where power resided. It was not a loss or misreading of road signs or directions. It was an intentional way. Jerusalem itself was the center of human power within the region. It was where the kings reigned. It was where King Herod had begun his reign, in fact, after being put in place by the Roman Empire, where he would fight with and oppress Jews for 30 years before they would finally succumb to his rule and his rule alone. And it was where he would sit to keep them at bay, and it was where he would order that all of the young Jewish babies be slaughtered. It was where people would expect a king would be born because the palace halls were dripping of majesty and wealth and power. It was where people would expect God would be made manifest. So, these ancient wise men taught to read the skies and the cosmic movement of the world did not follow the prophetic scrolls and scriptures to the place where the star actually was, but instead were drawn to the undercurrent of worldly power right up to the steps of King Herod. Today, or technically tomorrow, In the Christian calendar, we celebrate epiphany, a word that means literally to make manifest. We celebrate and worship the God of the universe who is made manifest in a human baby. And although these wise men's journey would begin in Jerusalem, they would not return to that place. Because what they did not know when they left their homeland and then left Jerusalem after speaking with Herod was that they would encounter not just a king, but a God of the universe made manifest. And what they did not know was that this toddler to whom they would offer gold and frankincense and myrrh would expose the eternal and ruthless tension between the powers of the world and the power of God present in every kingdom, present in every palace, present in every town, present in every heart. Frederick Beekner in his book, Peculiar Treasures, wrote these words. He said, and now I will ask you a terrible question, and God knows I ask it also of myself. Is the truth beyond all truths, beyond the stars, just this? That to live without him is the real death. That to die with him is the only life. I'll say that again. That to live without him is the real death. And that to die with him is the only life. Other than... The Magi's gift exchange, we don't know much about the moments of encounter they had with Jesus. Scripture tells us they worshipped him, but we don't really know what that looked like. Probably no choir, no guitar, no piano. We presume Jesus was somewhere around two or three, maybe four at this point. So Jesus' attention span and vocabulary may have been quite short for a worship service. But what we do know about their encounter with the God manifest and the subsequent dream that warned against returning to Herod was that something within them changed. At this point of worship, they were reoriented towards God, reoriented towards each other, and reoriented towards the world around them. They were reoriented so that the undercurrent of worldly power could no longer take hold and drag them under. There was this other way of seeing the world that didn't rely on temporary power or violent upheaval. There was this other way of seeing the world that didn't rely on political manipulation or racial and economic oppression. There was this other way of seeing the world that turned away from widening empires and turned towards building relationships. There was this other way of seeing the world that started with the premise that God becoming manifest wasn't about the raw power of God, but about the power of God's love. For unto us, A child has been born. A son has been given and the government will be upon his shoulders. And in the eastern sky, a star will appear. And that star will rise above his place of birth. Is the truth beyond all truths? Beyond the stars just this. That to live without him is the real death. That to die with him is the only life. Amen.